0: The following recording is the personal opinions of Dr. Bradley Coverdale and do not in any way shape or form reflect the opinions of any of his former current or future employers. Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Data-Informed Campus, insights for leaders and those who support them. I'm your host Bradley Coverdale. I know I say this every time but I really am overwhelmed by your encouraging comments I see on LinkedIn or email, I've already had the honor to assist a couple of listeners with their projects that will hopefully lead to new opportunities for student success at their institutions, and I'm looking forward to the next challenge. Speaking of challenges, we're still pushing for 50 listeners for this episode. So, as you find value in today's episode, please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues, and let's continue to build our community of higher education data leaders. Last time, we talked about the art of asking effective questions in data analytics, a crucial skill for supporting leaders in higher education. I introduced a framework for strategic questioning that helps clarify and focus our data analysis efforts, ensuring insights that are both actionable and impactful. We also shared a case story using the development of the PD Knowledge Repository, illustrating how precise questions can lead to meaningful data solutions and stronger leadership trust. If you missed it, you can catch up on that episode on Spotify. And if you tuned in i'd love to hear your feedback you can drop a comment get in touch with me on linkedin or email me at bcdatainsights@gmail.com. today we're focusing on another key skill in data analytics the importance of clear definitions this skill works in tandem with asking effective questions you really can't do one without the other you may understand what your leaders are looking for you to investigate But without clear definitions, you could produce a different interpretation of the results than they expected. So why are clear definitions so important? Clear definitions take me back to my early days in assessment when I was teaching future leaders the importance of setting clear targets. I recall Rick Stiggin's quote that students need clear targets of what they're expected to learn to know whether or not they've achieved the goal. The same is true when conducting any analysis in higher education. This is why questions about background information are so important. They help us understand exactly what's being measured. How do I know what to measure unless it's being properly defined? It's hard to measure if a student is successful if there are different definitions across the departments. However, getting that clear definition can be easier said than done. Early in my career in higher education, there were a ton of new words that I had to understand. This was no different than any other field, I'm sure, but it was very interesting that different stakeholders sometimes had different meanings for specific words, depending on the context. It took me several weeks to understand the difference between headcount and enrollment, so I'm not surprised when I come across a leader who does not understand when to use each term. Some leaders are concerned about the total number of courses that students enroll in, while others are more concerned about the total number of students that enrolled in at least one course that term. But who gets to decide how something is defined? Some would suggest a data governance group. This is a set of individuals from multiple departments that examine specific terms used throughout the institution. Their role is to compare the definitions that different areas have for these words and try to create consensus. Those definitions are approved by leadership and then published somewhere that all academic staff can reference and verify when doing their own work. Of course, the value of getting clear definitions analytics is only as good as the source they come from. Everyone can be in agreement on what's being measured and still end up with unclear results. This can be due to what's going on behind the scenes. Because we rely on data from a data warehouse, this information can come from PeopleSoft, D2L, Workday, Blue, and a variety of other sources used to track academic information or performance. Combine this with the fact that the warehouse has been used for over a decade and may have been created by staff that are no longer working, and you have a recipe that could end in disaster. There ends up being variables that are not clearly defined, so when analysts use them for investigating, the results may not be accurate. Not because of anything the analysts did on purpose, but because of how the variables were calculated was never documented anywhere. Too many times, I've been forced to use a variable that was not clearly defined, only have to spend time exploring different aspects and evaluating its accuracy. This is time that could have been saved by a few sentences in a data dictionary. Incorrect results cause confusion and distrust among leaders who are relying on proper insights in order to make sound decisions. Let's go back to the PD Knowledge Repository I talked about last time. When I created the user guide for leaders to refer back to, I made sure there were clear definitions about each term that was being measured in the dashboards, as well as the source of where the data came from. This helped to ease the concern that many in our institution had for years that the results from the dashboards could not be trusted because it didn't align with other reports they had relied on before. And getting to that point was not easy. It required several iterations of reviewing the definitions with multiple stakeholders to ensure everyone was in agreement. This past fall, I had the opportunity to provide training on these dashboards, and I was amazed to hear the variety of different definitions for terms that stakeholders used. Several of them have been working on our campus for years, with a different understanding of several terms than what the reports were trying to convey. One of these terms was the difference between course success and course completion. I'd learned that not only were the two terms used interchangeably for years, and everything from what we were reporting, but also in naming conventions for fields names in the data warehouse. After working with several different program directors, I learned that there were clear distinctions. While an undergraduate student can complete the course and move forward with the D as long as it's not in their major, a student is considered as success if they earn an A, B, or C. Another term that had to be clearly defined were why some outcomes were reported using academic year timeframe and others were reported using a fiscal year time frame. Hearing the confusion from our stakeholders made me realize how concurrent labeling we were using led to misunderstanding of the reported time period. Several times I had to remind our stakeholders that the academic year 2022 was the last completed academic year, even though we were in the calendar year 2023. So many questions were settled through the simple relabeling of AY 2022 to AY 22-23 so that it reflected the full academic year, not just part of it. This is one of the reasons I keep a last updated tracker on the user guide so that all users realize it's a living document and they can take confidence that it's always up to date. Once everyone understands exactly what's being reported, they can move on to creating action plans based on the insights generated from the data. There's now a single source of truth that everyone agrees on from the program director, all the way up to the President, this ensures that the data doesn't get in the way of the message. As we wrap up today's episode, let's reflect on the importance of clear definitions. They serve as the backbone of effective data analysis, ensuring that everyone involved, from analysts to decision makers, operate with a shared understanding. By establishing precise terminology, we not only enhance the accuracy of our insights, but also build trust and alignment across the teams. This foundational step paves the way for actionable strategies and informed decisions that can profoundly impact educational outcomes. Next time, we will talk about how to accurately interpret data. We will explore common pitfalls in data interpretation and strategies to avoid them, ensuring leaders make decisions based on accurate and meaningful analysis. Before we end for today, I wanted to let everyone know that I'll be at the Helio Campus Summit in North Carolina this week. I'll be presenting on Wednesday morning about the development of the PD repository and its outcomes. So if you're attending, feel free to come and say hi. Also, there are still a few spaces for supporting clients this month. So if you have a data related challenge or a pain point that you think my expertise could help resolve, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at bcdatainsights at gmail.com and let's set up a consultation call to discuss how I can assist you. Thank you for joining me on this journey through the world of data analytics and higher education. Your engagement means a lot to me. Remember, you can always reach out with your feedback and questions on LinkedIn or via email. I'd love to hear how you ensure clear definitions at your institution. And if you found value in today's episode, help us reach our goal of 50 listeners by sharing it with a friend or colleague. Together, let's build a community where data informs and enhances the educational journey. Remember, every data point helps to shape the story of a data-informed campus. Until next time.